Where am I? What's going on? What's that red light? Who am I? Are those my feet? Oh, it's the podcast. That's right. I'm back. It's Personal Battles, and I'm your host, I think. Al. Yes, that sounds right. This is a podcast that discusses mental health, but it's not just a mental health podcast. At the centre of each show, there's a story about the human spirit. A story about how somebody in their darkest days can get to their lowest point, but then keep fighting, get back up, and keep moving forward and staying with us. That's what it's about. Stay with us. Inside a joke. <laughs> Three shows ago, on the episode My Friend Andy, I talked about bearing with me. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. What are you doing? But going forward, in every show from now on, at some point, I will ask you to bear with me. When you hear it, regardless of where you are or who's around, I need you to bear back with me. Okay, maybe maybe if, you, if you're driving, don't take both hands off the wheel, but still do your bear impression. You can still go, grrr. So listen out on every show from now on. There'll be a bear hiding in the podcast. And yes... A bear does make a noise on a podcast. How? As listeners around the world will go, Grr! Join us. Bear with me. Grr! My week! This week's been really good. I've interviewed two battle guests in two days. Fantastic. I'm going to have to tell them to start forming an orderly queue. The last battle guest I interviewed was on an location shoot. Um, that was fantastic because I can get to a much more relaxed feeling, I, I feel. And, uh, yeah, just my, my calm demeanour makes the uh, person feel much more relaxed and open up and share their stories. And now and again might go, grr. Uh, mm, yeah, members of the public can see us going, grr. Maybe it's not the best thing. But, no, so if you want to be a battle guest and want to uh, see me in person, as long as you pay for my bus fare, that could be great. I could come to you. We could go somewhere and we could go grr and then obviously then talk about big things on the podcast. But yeah, I love it. Talking to people, hearing their stories, seeing what worked for them, if it could work for me and hopefully putting this show together to help other people out there too. That's what it's about. Helping people. Staying with us. And going grr. <laughs> the little things. It's kind of a little thing, but a big thing too. I've been designing a website for personnel and personnel battles. I want to have all the podcasts in one place. But not just that, everything coming together in one place. Seeing all these little things I've been doing throughout the year all on one website. Now that was lovely to see. Words of wisdom from Collins on there. Things I see in the podcast. And all the episodes of personnel battles all in one place. At person dash al. Com. There's a little insider for you. I haven't released it yet to, to the general public. But to my listeners, if you want to go and have a look at that website, tell me, first of all, if it works. But if you can find the episodes on there too, that would be amazing. But yeah, Little Things is me making that website and seeing all those little things I've been doing throughout the year coming together in one place. And once I completed that website and it looked like it worked, I'll let you into a little secret. I did a little dance. Yes, but that's what life's about. Celebrate the good times. Pat yourself on the back. But even better, break out the Saturday night moves. Night fever, night fever. Al's got a website. 
it's almost Balgas time. So, dig yourself a little trench, get your little helmet on, strap yourself in, if you can strap yourself into a trench. Well, get ready, here it comes, this week's Battlegast. Please try and not get too confused because on this show now is Al. So yeah, you're going to hear Al and Al. I'm going to ask some really tough questions and hopefully Al will be able to answer them. But first, talk about tough questions. We're going to come to the biggest tough question. It's the friendly fire and it's from Ruth from last week. Now, Ruth, what was your question again, please? Are you a starter or are you a pudding kind of guy? (laughs) (laughs) And what's your answer? Um, I'd have to go starter. Because then you can always have a pudding after. <laughs> ah, so your answer is basically both. No, starter, starter. <laughs> starter. That's what okay. I'm going with. That's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> <laughs> starter. So, Al, what's your answer? I'm a pudding guy. You're a pudding. Yeah, yeah I love a pudding, eh? Uh, and it's basically for the reason that I'm, I guess, I guess I'm, a, I, I guess I'm a big fan of cheese. Uh, so I always go for <laughs> right. the cheese. I always go for the you cheese. Go for the board. cheese board. Yeah, oh, normally on, on the pudding. Every it's either that or if tiramisu. If tiramisu is on the menu, then I'll have tiramisu for pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, but or it's it, or failing that is the cheese board, or maybe I'll have both if I'm feeling particularly ravenous. But there we go. Um, <laughs> wow, I, I didn't expect that. Oh yeah, because like yeah, <laughs> never ever went to dessert cheese board before. You're one of those people. I have yeah, dessert. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going pudding. I'm going chocolate. Whatever's the most. I'm just going for the biggest cake I can find. I seen on. Uh, I think it was the episode of QI. They did a thing where they said, "What's the most healthiest thing you can have to start with?" If you put you have starter, main, and dessert, and they said the best thing is start with the dessert because it fills yeah. you up, and then you're more, much more likely to be healthy after that. So I think I'll do that. I think I'll start with that dessert, but. There's probably no chance I'll then not have the other two courses. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you know, go go in reverse maybe for once and see and see what happens. Try it on for size. Imagine that. Imagine the madness. What would you like to start with? Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. No, you've got the uh, menu upside down. <laughs> You're working from the bottom <laughs> to the front. To the <laughs> Bring me the death by chocolate, please. I'm going yes. gato to start with. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Now we will move over and onto our main part of the show, the battle. So we're going to go to Al and his battles. Now, guys, a little bit of a disclaimer, or shall I say a bit of truth here. I've been handpicking stories from, from people that I know and thought with good stories to tell. But the nature of the beast is there's more people out there who aren't really going to share that story quite as open as others. And I don't really know that many people. So I put a thing out on personal battles of anyone who's out there who wants to tell their story and Al was one of them so Al's coming onto the show and I'm like you here listeners I'm with you I'm just going to listen sit back and see what Alan has to say I've got no idea where we're going but let's just uh, let's listen to Al's story so Al we're coming to you now from Al to Al what is your battle please tell me the conditions leading up to that battle that darkest moment what happened the conditions how you fell, and then after the break, we'll talk about how you got back up and keep moving forward. So, Al, over to you, mate. What was your battle? 
Uh, so my battle, and it continues to be a battle, has has always been about yeah. my weight. Uh, and it's, I suppose, it's, I've always been sort of a, classed as a big guy. Um, so I've always been sort of, I've always been on that sort of, you know, the broader sort of chunky side of things. And that's always been sort of a conscious thing in my mind in terms of how I, how I look, but also about, I think as a kid being bullied at school because of the size I was, I think it was always, it was always sort of difficult for me to sort of feel good about myself because I was getting such negative thoughts from others. And I think uh, that's always kind of played on my mind, I guess, in terms of the, the low point that sort of came with it. And, and then we sort of came out the other side, but it was probably when I was about 15, when I started to, you know, uh, putting blades to my skin uh in some ways oh, and, and i don't I, yeah. and i don't and i don't want to I'll, i won't say anything more than that because i know that mm -hmm. you know I, i'm scared about you know potential trigger warnings for others potentially that you you might want to speak to but that was that was kind of the low point in terms of um how i was feeling about things um and it's always been sort of the weight side of things has always sort of been there in the in the back of my mind and i think you can't really control sort of what people say to you at that age uh and and also in terms of how you react but it's always been it's always been there and i think sometimes because i'm from i'm from a small town in in dorset west dorset and i think and, and i i haven't lived there for a number of years but i think every time i go back for whatever reason i might say run into somebody that i know um mm. And it, it almost like brings it back. And especially if they were one of the, you know, the, per, the, the perpetrators, yeah. as it were, who kind of made yeah. me feel, made me feel that way. Um, it's always interesting to know how you, how you can go about that really. Um, and how you can kind of, how you deal with it. Because I think sometimes, you know, there might've been a period of time that's just passed and you don't really think about it and then you'll go home and you'll see this person and it's almost like being back there mm. when you were at that age yeah. where, where something yeah, bad back. Yeah. Has, has happened um but i guess when when that did happen i vowed i i saw the shock i think certainly on my family's face i think when people realized what i was was doing and it you know i think in some ways it was you know it's it's a it's a cry for help in some ways by sort of doing by doing that but i think at that point i vowed that i would never do that again because it wasn't about me it was about others as well who i would be affecting if you know if, right. if, yeah. if, if obviously i did if i did take my own life so um yeah it's so that's i suppose it's always the, the weight side of things has always been there and i've always been now conscious about the size and um, um but then I think as I've as I've got older, I've always kind of felt I've always been able to find ways to be able to deal with it and, and deal with it better. I am conscious of it. I'm never going to be small. I know I'm never going to be small. But at the same time, you know, I, 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 I think I made peace with that, certainly in my in my early right. 20s. I think certainly um, that I wasn't and I was going to use that to my advantage. I mean, I used to play rugby in, in, in my teens and um i was always i was i was i was always quite fit i was never mm -hmm. quite but i was but it was the size factor and then 
I was always sort of perceived by people as being a bit of a pushover, a gentle giant, as it were, um, and what wasn't really one to use my size for, you know, nice. um, it wasn't really, it wasn't going to be destructive towards anybody. I, I'd be destructive on the rugby field and probably take it out on people, you know, yeah. that's, <laughs> great that's, rugby player. <laughs> that's a, that's a safe place to do it, isn't it? You know, you can, yeah. you can, you can, you know, you can, you can get away with a few things that potentially you wouldn't get away with. Yeah. <laughs> the pitch. Uh, so it was using, it was using all of that kind of, negativity that i was receiving from others and then sort of you know trying to channel it into into my rugby really and i i suppose i did that up until i went to university um and i think that was probably where things started to change in terms of how i felt about myself um and i i had a gap year before university and i worked on a building site uh for uh um a local firm at the time when I was living back in Dorset. And that was really good in terms of providing me with that structure to kind of work and then to stay fit and then sort of, you know, working out alongside that. And I think that was really, really helpful uh, and put me in a really good position to go to uni um, and then to sort of, you know, almost to start another chapter of my life really uh, and to get away from, um, yeah, to get away from the the the, the troubles that i sort of had experienced yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's strange i wasn't very similar to me in the way of like body shape and then when we're teenagers we're still young men we're still trying to work out who we are but we're also very susceptible to comments and very sensitive and for me it was obviously with the height it was just i stood out and i and when you start when you start getting bullied at school you do not want to stand out so I would slump on my chair, I would walk differently, I would have shoulders were hunched over, I was trying to duck all the time, just so I didn't stand out. And then I had my mum saying, you know, shoulders back, you know, be proud of your size, you know, there'd be people out there who would look up to that and would love to have your height, and I'm like, have it. Because all I'm doing is just trying to survive, and I feel like I've got a target on my back, and that's just, oh, it's awful. But then it's strange because as you start getting older, you kind of embrace it. It's like that that weapon that you used against me. I'm taking that now, and I'm mm. having it. Yeah. yeah, I am a giant. I am a giant. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I don't look at everybody else. Great. I'm different. It'd be awful if we're all the same. And this is this is my thing. I'm going to own it now. So yeah. And yeah. With the channel, and when I'm talking about personal best, and I'm a giant, and then people who then meet me for the first time going, "Oh, you weren't kidding." That kind of nervous energy that I would have had was like, uh, "It's gone." It's now. It's like I told you. It's just owning it and thought like, well, this is who I am. And uh, yeah, there's nothing bullies can do to me. But back during my school years, there was other things going on as well. But when people say like words can never hurt you, sticks and stones, no, I, I don't agree with that, Al, because words can be so painful. Uh, things that were said to me shaped who I was and that low self-esteem. And I realized I carried that a long time. Mm. To the point of like when people are talking to me, like, oh, why, uh, why are you talking to me for? I'm a nobody. And then that person will get really annoyed. How dare you say that? I'm annoyed mm. for you. And it's like, well, I thought it was just true because I've had years of feeling like worthless. Yeah. And it's like because cause it's body shape and there's nothing I can do about it. And then, then for me, it's like everywhere I go, it's like, oh, it must be great being tall. Well, yes, I can see everything at a music concert, but unfortunately, the person behind me can't. 
and a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll let me know the places yeah. I can't, you know, it's like cinemas, flights, I, I can't physically fit in the seats. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm too, I'm too, it's probably the right thing, but I'm too conscious of everybody else. So I don't want to upset anybody. So yeah, I'm kind of moving to the back for, for music concerts. I'm moving to the back of the room or to the sides, to a wall, missing out on my favorite bands just so other people can see. And uh, yeah, I'm just far too conscious of, of making a, a scene or upsetting someone. Um, there was a there was a moment I think I was at yeah I was at Manchester watching the Foo Fighters, and my girlfriend Haley she was right in the pit. We've been there for quite some time, and I thought I just I'm just gonna go over to the toilet and come back, went to the toilet, and then when I, by the time I got back, the whole pitch was just full of people out, and I go oh my god, I've got to get back. But I'm pushing past all these people to get back to the front of where I was standing. And everyone I'm pushing past is just getting more and more annoyed. Thinking, you shouldn't be here. Come on, I've, you're, you're blocking my view. And then I stood where I stood. Yeah, it wasn't nice. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. And I think I think that's the problem as well, is that I think when you're when you're that age as well, you just want to belong. You you just want mm. you just want this feeling of like a wanting yeah. to fit in and to be like everyone else. You want you want to be liked, and I think yeah. so. You would almost kind of you would you would try and do whatever you can to get others to like you. But in actual fact, mm. what you were doing by doing that was was essentially you were enabling others to do more to you. And I think it's only when you mm. you kind of get away from that situation do you actually realize, oh. That's that wasn't the best thing to do. I should have just, yeah. I should have just been myself and, you know, worked through what I wanted to do. And I, mm. I think as you get older, you realise that you know you you can almost pick your, you can pick who you want to kind of hang around with, and you can pick mm. to, like, and I think this is where, this is where university was really good because you had to kind of get out there and and make friends and meet people and 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 do it in a completely in, uh new environment that you didn't really know anything about so it was right. it was a really good way of kind of branching away from that and then finding out okay who I let's I'm I'm continuing to find out who I am but who do I what 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 sort of things do I have that I want to kind of show to others that I am without actually sacrificing anything of my authenticity and and everything else mm. that kind of go with that and mm. you know when you when you're sort of 19 20 years old and you're carrying that kind of stigma about what you look like and yeah. you know how that affects things like your confidence and how you interact with people and and that feeling like i just want to i just want to kind of belong and find people who are you know either think similarly to you or you've got things in common it's really really difficult uh but at the same time, it was it was almost like that challenge that kind of went that. And I think often I've been able to find ways of, you know, and you know, like I said, we'll we'll get onto that. But it's I think it's really it's really difficult, I think, looking back now to think, and I think benefit of hindsight is wonderful, I think, with with all of this is just thinking about just what you would have done, what you would have done differently if you mm. knew what you knew what you know, you know now. now yeah mm. um it's always like you look back at the person that you were and it's like you don't recognize them anymore it's, you're not the same person you've changed you've grown but back then it was all about conforming and being the same and not standing out and just want to be able like just want to be liked it's huge people pleasing and just just want to be 
part of everything and and then you realize afterwards it's like i i'm the opposite now i, I don't want to conform i don't want to be like them i want to find my own tribe i want to do my own thing i stand yeah. out good that's yeah. what i want to be but yeah it's almost like i don't know who that owl was but i feel so sorry for him um because a lot of those things are still on my shoulders now but at least my shoulders are now back and not on shoulder <laughs> yeah good stuff good stuff Okay, uh, we'll just go for a break now. Uh, this is always amazing adverts. Go bye, bye, bye. And then we'll come back and we'll find out how Al is now moving forward in his battles and uh, what kind of coping mechanisms and things like that work for Al. So, yeah, see you after the break. The price of an advert on this year's Super Bowl will cost an advertiser $7 million. But over here in Personal Best, that will cost you seven pounds. Prices may vary with popularity. Person-Al.com Person-Al.com He's designed a website it's absolutely double brilliant. A brand new manufacturer brings you a brand new car. A car like no other that you've ever heard of. From a manufacturer you've never heard of. This is the brand new car from BWM. What does BWM stand for? Um, bear with me. Okay, we are back from those adverts. Aren't they amazing? Okay, we'll now go back to Al on the battlefield and he is getting back up and he is getting ready to go again, tying those shoes up. So let's find out what Al's doing now to move forward. Al, how are you now? Are you in a good place? I'm in the best place I've been in a long time, if I'm honest. And I think oh, wow. it's, it's, um, I think sort of what I was previously saying was about sort of finding yourself and finding essentially what finding you, what makes you happy, I think, and finding ways of, of coping with the day to day and, and those, those kind of negative thoughts that you have and your, you know, the image, your body image. I think it's sort of, it's finding ways of being able to sort of deal with that. And then, and being able to deal with the problems that you have on a daily basis, but not letting you kind of be defined by those problems and not feeling as though that they are controlling you in any way is that often you are, it's often, it's often worse in your head about what's mm. going on than it is actually Definitely. in reality. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's just bearing that in mind, I think, and people know this through, I've certainly learned this through experiences that, a lot of the time when you do have a bad day or you've you are having a low period is that like it's recognizing that you felt similar to this before and working out well what did you do what did you do before to be able to sort of get out of this what was the what was the one you know what were the things that you did to be able to do that um and you mentioned you know about potentially having a lot of <laughs> a lot of runners and things like that on this on this show and 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 you know and I, I suppose the number one thing is that 
over the last sort of few years, as it were, is that I have found running and I have found that as a release um, to sort of get away from those kind of those those thoughts and pressures in your head um, and, you know, finding a way of kind of uh, just dealing with the issues. Um, I've always <laughs> I've got a bit of a, a sort of a bit of a mantra to myself, which I've taken from sort of reading sort of stoicism over the last kind of year or so. Um, but uh, one of one of the one of the Stoics, and I, I I don't know whether it was Marcus Aurelius or Epictetus, basically said, um, uh, "It's a, to be strict with yourself and tolerant of others in terms of how you how you go about your how you go about your daily life." So, in the sense of trying to remember that it's it's for you to kind of forge that path to be able to kind of deal with your the work that you need to do and no one else is going to do that for you but recognize that everyone else is on their own kind of path mm. as well and and they're at a different level to you or even you know a surpass to you or you know are just starting on their on their journey for whatever whatever thing they're looking to get better at or whatever they're working towards um and i always use that and think about that as, as kind of in my mind about okay well look what you want to do this okay well how are we going to get there and then sort of working back and thinking about you know being strict with the plan about how to go about to get there because i think often an occupied mind is going to potentially stop you from thinking about and being anxious about the stuff that potentially is kind of will hold yeah. you back and will get you to yeah. procrastinate and and to sort of stop you from doing the things that you want to do so it's about it's about sort of forging what that plan looks like for whatever goal that you want to kind of achieve. So it's, it's sort of using that as kind of a foundation really to then be able to sort of go on to, to be able to sort of move forward, I guess. So yeah, I, I found as well, it's like, you feel like you'd be going, you'd be procrastinating your head about or ruminating about how people think about you and what they're, saying about you and you realize they probably don't give you a thought Al. yeah they've got their own issues going on in their head and they've forgotten about you as soon as you left the room but you're still making this bigger than it actually is and you can't we keep coming back to you can't please everybody and it's just like just concentrate on your on your mm. own path we're all we're all fighting our own battles mm. absolutely so so what's working for you al i say like um you mentioned like you running it's on this on this podcast a lot of people have found great help in running and that's good to highlight because if you even if you're not a runner try i remember being told by my, my gp when i was going through all my depression and medicines and things like that my gp actually said have you tried running and i was like no i'm not a runner he said well just try it out this the benefits of it, of it out there are proven i'm like well i don't want to be depressed and out of breath um and then once you start, once I started it, I was like, yep, this is not for me. Can't run from one lamppost to another. But then it just started clicking. And then I could run to two lampposts. And I wonder if I can run a, a kilometer. That'd be pretty good. And then just setting yourself little goals. So you, in your head, you set yourself goals. And when you're achieving them, you were starting to give you little taps on the back. And then suddenly you realize, oh, hang on. I think I actually enjoy this. And then you, your focus is coming on to the moment, wasn't it? And you realize I actually enjoy just being out and a sense of achievement and doing something. And I would find that 
in some of my dark times, the worst thing I could be doing is nothing. Um, and I'd, it'd be like I'd just go and pause and I'd stare at a wall and just accomplish nothing. But in my head, I was trying to do everything, but doing nothing and just going around with scenarios and thinking about thinking about things that I couldn't control. And it's like, well, why am I trying to control the uncontrollables? What I can control is I can go for a run and I can accomplish it this day. Even if it's just one run, you've done something, Al. Go out there and do it. And that's what I found uh, my love for running. I thought I must be different to most of the other runners out there who must run just for their physical health. I'm going to run for my mental health. But then I found with personal best and talking to people and on this podcast, actually, I'm not alone. A lot of runners run for their mental health as well. And it's like, yeah. I think I think for me running it's it's exactly that it's running for the mental health but then the benefit of that is that it's the physical benefits that kind of come with it really but then it's it's not just that it's all of the it's all of the friendships that I've made I mean I've you know I've met yourself you know uh, you know through the the wonderful the wonderful gift that is no club running club and the people no who club running club big who, shout out yeah big shout out to to Al and, and no club and the, and the other the other good sorts who uh sport yeah. the kit and um, it's the community there, and and then my my own community of of runners at Tooting Run Club. Shout out to those guys as well for the just the people that you meet, uh, the like minded yeah. people who are running for their own reasons, but are often running for similar reasons. And you know yeah. whether whether you're exceptionally quick or whether you know you're you are you know the tail walker at Parkrun or, or or something along those lines it doesn't matter we're all we're all runners at the end of the day but we're just on different journeys and with different abilities but mm. it's that inclusivity of being able to do that and that sense of fulfillment in being able to get a little bit better and to achieve a little bit more um and you know movement is improvement and when you when your body moves your mind grooves and you feel so much better for it the endorphins at the end of the you know you never you never finish your run and go do you know what i feel worse than when i yeah. mentally i don't feel worse than when i did when i before i started yeah. you know and it's just the getting oxygen into the brain and the, and the benefits of it i mean it's yeah. just it's it's an absolute game changer yeah there's no um, such thing as a bad workout is there it's like every time you might not want to do it at the beginning but once you've completed it it's like yeah i'm, exactly. I'm in a better place now yeah exactly that um and I think, yeah, I I don't think that can be sort of underestimated, just the power of that as well. And also just about what, what confidence that gives you in terms of what you can do. Um, and in terms of, you know, I, I've been running for a few years, but I mean, now sort of you know, having completed a marathon last year, it's now thinking about, well, what else can I do? And, you know, what other marathons can I do? Or do I, do I go up a little, you know, do I go up another notch to do something else or, you know, or do I use running as a vehicle to go travel or something like that? And and so you basically you can travel to other parts of the country, other countries in the world, for example, and just using it as a vehicle, uh, as a way of, yeah. you know, going to other destinations to do it. But then also just reaching out to those people that, you know, and yeah, it's got it's 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 been a real multiplier, I think, in terms of, you know, the, the, the benefits and uh, the happiness, I think that it's allowed me to have i think uh, more than anything else and it's you've got to put in the work but it's i mean running is a privilege it's a real privilege i've got the ability to do it so i need to i need to utilize that as much as possible until until i can't anymore but i hope i could i hope i still can you know like <laughs> um you know for as long as i can so 
yeah the community is so interesting isn't it because runners are just the, the best community out there and just so accepting and when you find in that tribe and the, the love and support is immense like we did beat last year al at a local club running club social event up in tynemouth um and so all these people from across the country came to to run for a no club running club and it was a what an event that was what a day it was and to meet so many new people and straight away it's like i'm sorry but you're a friend too now i'm going to be booked but asking yeah. you all the time for questions and things like that. And it's everyone's just so open. And it's I always found with running, it's like we had all these body issues at the beginning when through our school lives and things like that. But when you're running, you're all doing your own thing, yeah. But you cannot judge anyone by their body shape. Because you can say, like, oh, I should be all right here. And some of these people will just tear past you, but huh, age, weight, size, doesn't matter. If you yeah. put the graft in, it shows. And like, right, yeah, I've got a long way to go. But uh, it's 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 a real leveller. When I used to do the park run like last year, um, when I first I've only been doing it for a few months. Yeah. I met a I met a good friend, Catherine, and we'd run together and we were quite equally paced. Um sometimes I'd beat her, sometimes she'd beat me. But uh, a friendship started and it was lovely. Um then she got it, so I get a little bit faster. <laughs> she started improving. Her journey was faster than mine, but we started at the same time. But obviously, we're on different pages, but that's fine. But it was nice that when I'd finished, I'd wait around and, and applaud her coming over the finish line and vice versa. And uh, yeah, at the time, big reveal uh, my friend Catherine was 11 years old. So yeah, a big friendship, but a huge variation in height. But there's just no hiding place if you put the work in and as runners, you all know how hard it is and how well you've done in those times. And your park run 5k, and it's like, and it was just great little friendships that I started and uh, got chatting to a mum. <laughs> and then I realized Catherine's granddad started running, and then granddad started beating me. And then Catherine's got a younger sister, and she's chasing me. It's like, oh my, I'm going to be overtaken by every generation in this family. But it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, we're all in it together and it's just like it doesn't matter about the time don't get in your head about finishing times it's finish lines and it's you're improving yeah that's what it's about and like we see out you're uh you're doing marathons and now this year you're doing the vancouver marathon isn't that right that's right yeah i'm wow. doing the Van vancouver marathon made a fit so how 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 did that one come onto your radar um so it's it's a beautiful route um which follows for anyone who knows vancouver a lot of the route follows the seawall and, and it's got like the longest seawall in the world so basically you've got ocean on one side as you're running so it's literally you know it's one of the best probably vistas and views that you can have of running essentially of you know having water on one side and it's it's reasonably flat i've also um i've also got a good friend of mine who who, who i know from university who lives out there so it's a good opportunity to go go visit him and his family uh and yeah, it's, I'm just, it's just nice to be able to do it. You know, obviously before the show, we were talking about, you know, ballots, et cetera, of uh, major marathons. I mean, this was, this is one I could just register for and know that I've got a place. So it's, mm. and you know, it's, it's really good to be able to sort of go off and to be able to do that and and, and tick that off. But uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I look forward to the, I, I love the process of training and knowing you've got a plan. Uh, and then knowing you've got to try and, you know, it being strict with yourself about getting up and 
or after work going, do you know what? I need to finish this because I know that I've got to go out and do, you know, a tempo run or intervals or, or something along those lines. I've got to, yeah. I've got to factor that into my schedule. Yeah, your life still becomes structured. Yeah. But then also I know that I've got to give up potentially other things, you know, like, you know, I mean, I've given up, I did it for London and I'm, I'm doing it this year. I, I usually give up alcohol completely uh, up until right. I, I basically do a training block and then I'll give up alcohol and you get the benefits of that as well. But also you save money as a result by mm. not drinking. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you sort of don't tend to don't go out so much. You save more money. So it's got, you know, benefits to, to other areas of my life as well. So you can, you know, save a little bit more money, for example, um, you know, then that might pay for, you know that might pay for the odd meal out in Vancouver or something like that when when it's all <laughs> when it's all done and dusted. So um, it's just great to have stuff like that to look forward to. To be honest yeah. with you, and I mean I'm coming back to your point about competitiveness. I mean I'm not competitive at all. Um, I'm I'm more than happy to go to war with myself and to oh, yeah. and to and to yeah. go get into the hurt locker and to suffer. But I'm doing that. I'm only hurting myself. I'm not hurting anybody else by doing that. And I, you know, I get as much of a kick out of running as I do supporting others and watching others run and see mm. them sort of meet their goals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of, one of, one of the things I love to do. Um, and for a number of years before I managed to get into the London marathon last year was just going to spectate and support where I know people who are running and just, yep. Right. Almost just getting overwhelmed with emotion and excitement about really? watching as, others as a spectator. As a spectator, in terms of just not just people that you know and you're tracking, but yeah. just other people that you've never, never met before. I mean, it's such a strange experience shouting at a stranger and just, <laughs> but just giving them that sort of like lift yeah. and buzz of doing it. <laughs> Um, and just watching their face just come alive as you shout their name on their vest. I mean, it's. Yeah it's 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 an incredible it's an incredible feeling when that happens to you but you, mm -hmm. it's also something you know, it's also something really sort of great to be able to do for something else and to be able to to give back as it were by giving back your giving back your mm. support um yeah, as much bit, yeah. as possible um and I'm, I'm like that at the running club as well i mean i i love doing that on instagram for you know people who are you know getting out there and and getting the yakker in and and kind of doing the races i think it's i mean i think this is why the running community is is as amazing as it is because people are really positive for the most part um mm. and you know there's never really i've never had any negativity whatsoever about you know me as a runner or how i look and oh you shouldn't be a runner or anything like that i mean not that yeah. i'd listen now anyways you know it's <laughs> we're all part i'm all past that completely and yeah you know I just <laughs> doing my own thing really and yeah it's fantastic uh, man yeah fantastic well thanks so much for sharing your battle al that was uh that was wonderful how things are moving forward for you and uh how running is opening doors as well that you wouldn't have thought about and going right okay let's go to vancouver yeah let's do it We'll move over now to uh, your friendly fire question, please, Al. This will be for our next battle guest. So do you have a friendly fire question there, Al? And what is it, please? What would be your desert island condiment and why? Ooh, and what would yours be, Al? Mine would be... Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no, guess what? 
Oh, we're out of time, Al. Oh, guess what? We will come back next week and find out what Al's favourite is. <laughs> what has he taken to that desert island? <laughs> Thanks, Al. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. You've been a great battle guest, and it looks like you've got a very exciting, happy future ahead of you. So thank you, Al, for being on the show. You were a great, great battle guest. Thanks, Al. My pleasure, Al. My pleasure. So what Al learned from Al? Well, we both suffered from body shaming issues when we were in school. And those things kind of stuck with us for some time almost believing what the bullies are saying is true. People pleasing more than even listening to yourself. I mean, just how insane is that? But as you get older, and possibly wiser, you realise the opinions of others don't matter. You've got to be happy in your own skin. I turned my negative into a positive. I took that power away from people, and used it as my own superpower. Those words don't hurt me anymore. I embrace them. In school, it's all about conforming, fitting in, not standing out. Don't be a target. As you get older, you realise it's about finding yourself and being proud of who you are and caring less of what people think of you. Most people, you can't change what they think of you anyway. Don't try. Now, I embrace that I stand out. I do stand out. Especially when I stand up. When I would be sitting, I'd be slouched down. When I was walking, I'd be hunched over. This is all ways of trying to hide the height, to try and fit in. But inside, I was miserable because I was trying to be somebody else. Now, if you see me, I'll not be hunched over or slouching. I'll be shoulders back, chest forward. It's great to see Alan in such a positive place now. Seeing him on this journey from where he came to where he is now. And to where he's going. Vancouver, for one. How amazing is that? He had some great uh, quotes during that interview, too. I was writing them down. Movement is improvement. When your body moves, your mind grooves. I love them all. Fantastic. It's all about keeping yourself active and keeping that mind going. And the best way is, is exercise and running. And then when you do run, you might just find your community, too, and meet so many new and inspiring people. This is not a running podcast, but it keeps popping up, doesn't it? People out there who are struggling and have their own mental health conditions, once they discover running, they never look back and meet really great and supportive people along the way. The running community is right up there as one of the best. So if you don't run, just give it a try. For me, for Col. For you. Be kind corner. Journaling. Have you done that before? If you haven't, give it a try. This week, write down things that you'd like to accomplish this week. And if you do, don't give yourself a pat on the back. No. Go to the kitchen. Imagine you're John Travolta and do some night fever. Make some shapes. Night fever, night fever. Al's got a website. Oh, wait, that's something else. <laughs> Don't tell me about that. If you're considering coming on this show but feel like you're not quite ready yet, that's fine. That's a huge step anyway, that you're starting to think about telling your story. 
If you want me to read out your story, that's great too. I'll do that for you, no problem. This show is for you, for people out there to help each other. It's not just about me. So yeah, use this show to make others feel better about mental health. If you're struggling and you're out there, listening to this show hopefully shows you're not alone. Try talking to someone. Try talking to me. Drop me a message. Look, I don't bite. I might start telling you terrible jokes, but that could help. Whatever you're doing, stay safe. Stay with us. All that's left for me to say is I hope you liked this episode. Remember, movement is improvement. Leave the bullies behind you. Look forward. Be kind to yourself first and others. You are great. You are going to smash it. I'm Al. You can also find me on social media. Search person underscore Al underscore best. This was personal battles. Person underscore Al underscore battles. Keep some laughter in your heart and stay with us. Until next time, it's goodbye from the Al. <laughs> <laughs>